How many of you are patient? Raise your hand if you're patient. Very good. Okay. I think there's two of you. Uh, three. Okay. <laughs> no. Yeah. I, sh- I should. I-, I should. Yeah. Ask wives about husbands and husbands about wives. But we're going to finish up Second Peter in the next two Sundays. I- I've been sharing with you. Last year I preached through First Peter, and I want to explain that a little bit today. And then, uh, <clears throat> and then in the next two weeks we're going to finish up. Second uh, Peter and the message that God has sent us through through inspiration of His Spirit, but by the hand of Peter and the voice of Peter and and I've always said that First and Second Peter, you know, we we hear a lot about Paul's writings, we hear a lot about a lot about the epistles, uh, the letters that Paul wrote because they're they're very instructional, they're very uh, 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 guiding for us as 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 the body of Christ because he was he was writing much to the first century church on on forgive me, but how to do things, right? And so, so when we find the principle uh, of God's revelation in these letters, we need to understand that God's speaking to us. And so Peter is, is, is one of those guys that, that I, I enjoy First and Second Peter. He's not easy. Uh, P, Peter does this kind of thing where he's gracious at some chapters, and then he's harsh in some so those of you who remember the two messages that came out of second peter 2 know those that was a harsh chapter we get to the end and peter's being a little more gracious he's being a little more loving he's being a little more uh fatherly in this thing and so so i want to just share with you as we as we look at uh verses one through nine in in second peter three but but a couple things i want to make you aware of glad you're here this morning um excited we get to worship together Uh, i had this incredible privilege this morning it it was just a cool thing to me was that uh over the course of this week um some of the uh seniors from topsail high school uh had had uh contacted their parents or sort of touched base with their parents and asked if i would show up at six o'clock this morning for senior sunrise down at the pier and I was like, of course. I mean, I'm already here anyway. Yeah. So uh, so I was first. Me and a guy named Davis pulled up first. And uh, Davis said, are you a parent or a teacher? And I went, not either. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a pastor down here at the gathering. He said, oh, well, I, I attend across the corner there at All Saints. I was like, cool, you know. But as the, as the students started coming and coming and coming, I mean, it was probably 50 or 60 of those kids showed up for Senior Sunrise this morning. I anticipated that some of them didn't know I would be there. And so as I was greeting people, they were all like, and so, so finally I get up there and, and, and Katie McFiler and, and, and uh, Emma were sort of in charge of things. And so they said, you just get everybody's attention. And I was like, I can do that. <laughs> so they were milling around out there on the beach, and, and it was not a good sunrise morning because it was very cloudy. So you didn't get to see it just peek over the horizon, right? So I got everybody's attention. I said, guys, I whistled really loud because that was the youth minister in me. And I uh, got all their attention. They kind of huddled up, you know, sitting on the sand, standing and all. And I said, guys, I said, uh, I'm glad to see you this morning, I said, because truth is in Psalm 63, uh, the psalmist actually says, early will I seek you. And guys, I'm glad y'all are here early. I said, I'm not here to preach. I am here to pray, though. 
So I'm going to pray. I invite you to pray along with me. I said, but we're just going to seek God's face this morning. So I led in prayer. And they were all very respectful and very, you know, gracious to the old guy standing on the beach. And so uh, it was just, it was cool. I loved starting the morning that way. I was like, that's, I, I was just so blessed. And so, so um, some of our students were obviously there. And so I got to speak to many of them this morning. So, so when I say to you, happy Sunday, guess what? It is happy Sunday. It's an incredible time. Uh, in a couple of weeks, we're going to do baptism on the beach. That's always a cool thing. September 12th is Feel the Ocean Sunday. So we're going to put as many people in the ocean as we can and, ba- and celebrate baptism together, okay? If you're one of the folks who knows you want to get baptized on September 12th, see Nick. He'll write it down for you. All right, Pastor Nick will write it down if you're one of the folks who want to get baptized on that Sunday. September 12th, also, we're going to launch a couple of uh, connect groups called the Walking Together uh, groups. And so uh, uh, we're going to try to start them scattered throughout the morning. Maybe you're in the 810 hour and you'd like to go to a smaller group conversation at 925. Or maybe you come at 925 and maybe you'd like, maybe you guys would say, yeah, I'd love to be in a small group conversation at 810 and then go to worship at 925. We got four hours every Sunday morning. We can do anything we want to. And so we're going to launch some connect groups and some some conversational uh, just challenge and the opportunity uh, to discuss the things that God's called us to. September 4th is Fish Friday. Y'all ready for that? All right, so if you don't have this little piece of paper, it has all of this on it, okay? It's on the corner post. Grab one. Uh, we're going to do it worship outside the walls on September 26th, okay? So now I want to just take us to a time of prayer. Um, I have been, for weeks, even year, you know, for quite a few months, actually, the the challenges we face can oftentimes overwhelm us. Uh, I don't think they can actually overwhelm us, but I think we can feel overwhelmed. And yet God has never left his throne. God has never abandoned us. God will not leave us or forsake us. Uh, I've had to speak and sit with folks over the last couple of weeks that this whole viral thing is not good. Uh, We've got one, David Bird, right now. I'd ask you to pray for David. Uh, His wife, Vicki, she may be watching this hour. She may not be, but but David's not doing well. David's fully on a ventilator at this point. So, y'all, we want to pray for him. Uh, Jeff, I don't even know Jeff's last name. Hi. Hey, okay, so H Y D Jeff Hyde. He he he's he kills bugs. He works, but he he's he's you know suffering with it at this point. A friend of ours named Sheila is up in the mountains. She's been in ICU for quite a while, but I did get to speak with her Friday. So pray for Sheila. Um, it's just you know, and 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 I know there are others. I can't sit here and name them all. There are a lot of people that that are impacted by this illness. And and some people are impacted by illness that's not anything to do with this. And yet, what we know is, is that, you know, like I said a minute ago, God never leaves us or forsakes us. 
He he never left his throne. Um, some are are just feeling the weight, and I'll say it: they feel overwhelmed with with various things. You know, I look at Second Peter three, and and this is a message of hope, y'all. So I'm excited to get out of Second Peter two, and get to a message of hope. Um, are there others that you just want to call out a name and we'll, we'll, we're going to pray in just a moment. Gary Cavanaugh. Yes. That was the fourth one in my mind that Gary Cavanaugh is one of our Christian surfers. He's also in the hospital right now. Remember Gary? Yes. David Gribble. I remember David. Pamela. Annie Britt had surgery several weeks ago and still undergoing treatment. Remember Annie? Yes, Will. I didn't quite make that up. Charles Malloy. All right. Remember Charles? Shane. Okay. See, there's a lot of this. I mean, we all know somebody. Second thing I want to mention is is this whole situation going on in Afghanistan. Keep getting the reports that that every Christian congregation that was essentially underground. I mean, I don't know what to believe that comes out on on the internet and stuff, but the word is they've all been martyred. That they were located and killed. See? We look around and go, oh my God, how could you let this happen? And then I stop and go, wait a minute. It's all in there. We're going to face hard times. I'll tell you this, virus or no virus, army or no army, we're not going to escape this life alive. Okay? Now, that, you know, some of you kind of giggle with me on that because, you know, we, we work so hard to try to extend our lives. And yet in Christ, we know that the hope is eternal. Life is eternal. So when I get to talking about Second Peter and hope, I want to point it out that our hope is not in, in, in long-term existence on this planet. Okay? All right, just remember that. I'm going to ask you to bow just very quietly for just a moment or two. Remember these names. Remember the folks. Father, we bow before you. God, just first of all, just to praise you. To thank you. God, there's no doubt in our hearts and minds that you are God. You are on your throne. Sometimes our circumstances and, and sometimes the world around us uh, cause us to have questions. And yet, God, Your Word, You have revealed Yourself to us. And so, God, we just gather this morning in Your presence and we agree together as the body of Christ, as, as Your people. God, we, we want to lift each of these up for the ones that are, are in ICU and ventilators and COVID and, and all that stuff. For, for those who are having other, <coughs> other health <coughs> issues and for others who are recovering from surgery and treatments and, and 
<clears throat> for each of these, God, we've mentioned them by name this morning. Some friends, some family, some others. God, you know every situation. And it's not just a name on a page to you. God, you know every person. You know every circumstance. You know all. God, that, that is being dealt with this morning. And we lift them up to you. Because I ask for healing. God, I always ask for the miracles. God, I want to see things happen that no doctor can take credit for. That no treatment can take credit for. That no, God, that, that you get all the glory and the praise and the honor of working the miraculous. And God, no matter what happens, we're going to praise you and thank you. God, for the situation in Afghanistan, God, the, the, the horrifying videos and things that we've seen and heard, God, we, we are so far removed from it that we, we, it's hard for us to understand. And yet, God, it's not just, it's not just so, much, so many casualties. God, you know every one of those people, the Christians, those that aren't Christians, God, you love them. You love them no matter what. But God, for the, the body of Christ in Afghanistan right now, whether they've been, you know, given entrance into, into heaven with you or whether they're still hiding or whether they're moving, God, you know where they are. You know exactly what's going on. And so, God, I just lift them up to you. God, that you'd work again in a way that only you get the glory, only you get the honor. God, I thank you that, that we have a confidence in you. That's what faith is all about. We have a confidence in you. God, that you are at work. You are accomplishing your will, your purpose, your plan. God, ours is but to be a part of what you're doing. So God, help us to surrender ourselves to you. God, help us to submit ourselves to you. God, help us to be obedient. I want to thank you for this gathering, for the blessing that they are. Every Sunday. I want to thank you for the gathering of teenagers on the beach this morning. God, I pray you'd meet each one of them where they are. God, I dare say many of them need to know Jesus. God, there might be those in this room that need to know Jesus. So God, help us to be the people that you have created us to be, that we might proclaim your praises. God, First Peter says we are to be proclaimers of praise. God, help us to be proclaimers of praise. God, hear our hearts this morning. But even more than that, let us hear your heart. Let us know you as you move among us this morning. And we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, anybody ever call you beloved? Anybody ever call you beloved? No, you know, have they? Very good. It's kind of an antiquated word. There was an old guy, C.E. Purifor, in my home church. He was a retired old pastor, and he wrote a book of devotions. Gave them to us. Every now and then, when Rural Westbrook, our pastor, would be out of town, uh, Mr. Purifoy would preach. And, and he would read from his sermon notes and everything. And I'm going to say it, but y'all get mad at me if you don't tell. I don't care. Anyway. He'd look down at his notes and, and, and so that there wouldn't be any dead time between what he just said and the next thing he wanted to read. He'd look down and he'd go, beloved, like that. And so 
we were kids, and kids will be kids. And so every time uh, Mr. Purefoy would get up to preach, we'd all go, beloved. Right? I mean, we were kids. But what is it talking about? Well, if you read from a King James or New King James Version, this chapter uh, actually uh, says this several times. And, and beginning in verse 1, it says this, Dear friends, hear beloved. Okay? Because the actual translation of the dear and friends together is one or those who are loved. So Peter is saying, loved ones, those of you that I love you, I'm writing to scatter. Because First Peter, uh, what is it saying? I mean, who is Peter writing to? Do we know? Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ to those chosen, the gathered. Living in exiles, living as exiles dispersed abroad in Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, Bithynia, chosen according to the foreknowledge of God, to the, God the Father, through the sanctifying work of the Spirit to be obedient and to be sprinkled with the blood of Christ. May grace and peace be multiplied to you. This is First uh, Peter chapter one, the greeting, the opening. Who is Peter writing to? He's writing to the Christians scattered all over the Roman Empire. And yet when he comes to this last chapter that he's going to write, he's going, I love you. You are loved. That's crazy. Like, he doesn't even know who's going to read this thing. He's saying they're loved. Well, guess what? That is the uh, assumption. That is the the guarantee even of, of who we are in the body of Christ. Which is that we love each other. This is now the second letter I've written to you. In both letters, I want to stir up your sincere understanding by way of reminder so that you recall the words previously spoken by the holy prophets and the command of our Lord and Savior given through your apostles. So he's saying, remember... Remember what you've heard. Remember what's been said to you. Remember what's going on. Remember who we're talking about here. Remember what's important. How many of you remember he doesn't work as good as it used to? And me too, see. My remember he's not working right. He goes on to say, above all, be aware of this. So, so what I want you to, to know right now, uh, Peter is saying... I want to remind you of everything. Now look, when he mentions holy prophets, he's going Old Testament on us. He's going to remember what's been said for hundreds of years. What's been said for hundreds of years? The things he's talking about is God and God's plan of redemption and God's work in our lives and God's promises of, of salvation and redemption. And, and he even goes on to mention the whole, this whole sanctification in that, that passage I read a minute ago. He says, I want to stir up your sincere understanding by way of reminder so that you recall the words previously spoken by the holy prophets and the command of our Lord and Savior given through your apostles. Above all, be aware of this. Scoffers will come in the last days, scoffing and following their own evil desires, saying, where's this coming that he promised? Ever since our ancestors fell asleep, all things continue as they have been since the beginning of creation. Look at that a minute. 
Do you think Christianity is being ridiculed? Do you think a trust in Jesus Christ and his second coming is being ridiculed? Do you think that as Christians we are being scoffed at? Absolutely. Man, more so now than any, any time in my life. I mean, you, here you go. I don't do it because I just don't want to pay attention to the blah that's out there in the world. Sorry, that's not a technical term. That's just what I characterize it as. But you put some Christian on social media. Oh, my. The scoffing begins. The ridicule begins. Now, you'll get some agreement. Your friends will agree. You'll get one or two out there that'll agree. But quite honestly, folks, people say, you actually believe that stuff? You actually believe that mythology of the Bible? You actually believe that, that there was a, a flood? And then they go, well, look, things have been kicking along now for almost 2,000 years since Jesus was crucified anyway. He's not coming back. Where is the second coming? All right, so I, I told y'all before, my dad was the Revelation preacher in our church growing up. If there was a class on Revelation going on, my dad was teaching it. He, he knew Hal Lindsey front and back. He knew all those books, right? So, man, I came out of that home. I graduated from high school in 1980. I came out of that home just fully convinced that Jesus was coming back by 1985. I really was. I was like, okay, yep, by 85. It, it can't last any longer than that. There are people today going, it can't last much longer than it is now. There are people going, well, if Jesus is going to come back, certainly it's during the time of, of pandemic. Certainly it's during a time of, of, of worldwide war and persecution and murder and beheadings and, and blah, blah. Certainly God's, you know, it's just, well, can I just tell you this? It is certainly, and this is Peter's own words in 1 Peter, it's certainly closer today than it was yesterday. Okay? Now, I have been honest with you to say that if it were to happen in the next 15 seconds, I wouldn't be surprised. Okay? But there are some things that God has already said. Watch the signs. Watch the seasons. God's not like us, y'all. Did y'all know that? We create God in our image sometimes. That's the great fallacy of mankind in the fall, is that we want to make God like us. We give God our characteristics. For instance, impatience. Right? I remember my psychology professor <coughs> telling us that as he was coming along, he said, if you ran into a lady in the grocery store who was carrying one of those jars of instant coffee, you know she wasn't very good housewife because only real coffee was, it was percolated. It took time. You had to wait on it. I laughed about that when Dr. Eigelhart told us that, you know. But look at it now. We get impatient in the drive-thru at the fast food place. Right? I mean, right. It can't be fast enough for us. And yet, we look at eternity a couple thousand years and go, God, when are you coming back? God, when is the day? 
There are those who'd say, yeah, God's just slow. Not what God says. By the word of God, the heavens came into being long ago. And the earth was brought about from water and through water. Through these, the world of that time perished when it was flooded. By the same word, the present heavens and earth are stored up for fire, being kept for the day of judgment and destruction of the ungodly. So let's, let's, let's do a, a, a young earth sort of examination of this thing because I tend to believe the Bible's chronology as opposed to this, the prevailing scientific model. From creation to the flood. Anybody know how many years if you go by the Bible's chronology? Creation to flood. How many? 1,600. 1,600 years. So from creation to Noah, Noah's neighbors are going, what you building, Noah? Boat. What for? We're kind of in a desert here. Yeah, Noah's going, uh-huh. Just wait. They're scoffing at him. God said, what? God said, get ready. God said, turn to him as in the days of Noah were. So also shall the coming of the son of man be. They were scoffing at Noah. 1600 years. Now, I've told y'all before, I, I, my, my uncle introduced me to Bill Cosby's Noah skit years ago. And and in there, you know, he's got scoffing that goes on, and they're laughing at Noah, ha 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 ha. And then all of a sudden, in the background on the on the on the little audio tape, there's thunder, and then you hear rain fall, and they go, "What's that? What's that?" See, that's the way it's going to be, because God's going to announce the second coming across the heavens. Some people aren't going to know it. People aren't going to, they're not going to acknowledge what's going on. They're going to see it because every person on earth is going to be aware of it. Through these, the world of that time perished when it was flooded. That's the Noahic flood. By the same word, the present heavens and earth are stored up for fire, being kept for the day of judgment and the destruction of the ungodly. Now, look, I am not, uh, uh, I am not, unfeeling with regard to people perishing. But in one sense, I think the scientists are getting it right. This earth is going to burn up. That's what it says. We could just go along with them and call it global warming. Is that sarcastic? Absolutely it's sarcastic. It says what's going to happen right there. The present heavens and earth are stored up for fire, being kept for the day of judgment and destruction of the ungodly. Dear friends, don't overlook this one fact. With the Lord, one day is, is, is like a thousand years, and a thousand years is like one day. The Lord does not delay His promise. The Lord's not uh, uh, slow 
The Lord is not operating from a lack of purpose and plan. The Lord does not delay his promise as some understand delay, but is patient with you, not wanting any to perish, but all to come to repentance. All. God's given us time, y'all. God's given us opportunity. You know, lost people, they need Jesus. You got family members that are lost, they need Jesus. You got co-workers that are lost, they need Jesus. Um, I'll go ahead and tell you, I, I don't think they need you to hit them in the head with this. They need you to love them like Jesus loves them. You see, I've got to love people. Be patient. God's not slow. God's not delaying. God's patient so that people can get saved. Is he coming back? Sure, he's coming back. Don't doubt it. He's coming back. We've had this discussion this week in the offices regarding end times. I'm not going to give you a calendar or a chart or anything like that. I am going to tell you that if it's in the next 15 seconds, in this room at least, we need to be ready. See, if you're not ready, you can take care of that this morning. If you have co-workers that aren't ready, you need to be talking to them about Jesus, about what Jesus means to you first. Don't, don't hit them with an outline. Just tell them what Jesus means to you. You got family members? I remember the day my dad said to me, he said, son, he said, every time I talk to you from now on, I'm going to tell you before we quit talking that I love you. He said, because I don't know how much time I got left. My dad's birthday was last Saturday. Remember I told y'all? So anytime I leave, he, my dad says, I love you. I go, cool. I love it that my dad loves me. You see? God's not slow. God's not God's not unloving. God's patient. So we need to be on task. We need to be all about Jesus. We're going to finish up 2 Peter next Sunday morning. All four hours. Because we're going to get through 2 Peter. It's only been two years since I started 1 Peter. So it's time to finish. But folks, the message is not one of condemnation and destruction. The message is one of hope and life. Pray with me. God, thank you for today. Thank you, God, that you loved us first. You love us most. You love us best. God, you've given us redemption in the shed blood of Jesus Christ. You've given us life eternal. And so, God, I thank you for every person in this room because everyone in this room has the opportunity to know that they know that they know that the coming destruction of this earth uh, is not 
the end for us. We get to live eternally in your presence. So God, if there's somebody here that doesn't know Jesus, God, I want them to know Jesus this morning. I want them to reach out to you because you have called their name. You've given them a new name. So God, help us to receive that, to to, to understand what you've done on our behalf. God, I thank you. I thank you just that we get to worship you this morning. God, help us not to forget how important it is because Peter said, I am writing to remind you of all that you've learned. God, help us to remember what you've done. I just pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.